Okay, let's go with this. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Tonight we're talking about hearing God, hearing God, hearing the voice of God. Hearing God. Why is it important for believers to hear God? Can you hear God? Does God speak to you? Will God speak to you? So we're talking about hearing God tonight. Uh, John chapter 10, that's where I'm starting. Jesus said, most assuredly, or in traditional King James, Verily, verily, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Now, what Jesus is referring, remember, when you read the scriptures, the scripture doesn't have chapters when they were originally written. They didn't have chapters and verse. Everything was continuous. And Jesus had just finished talking about uh, blindness with the blind man, the man who was born blind. Jesus had just got through talking about that. If you agree that you were blind, then you will see. And a Pharisee asked Jesus, are we also blind? Jesus said, if you were blind, then you see. And from then, he went on to say what we just read. Most assuredly, I say to you, the shepherds of Israel at that time, they were not truly shepherding them. And God has sent his true shepherd, Jesus, into the world to shepherd them. And the ones who came, Jesus said, they are thieves and robbers. But he who enters by the door is the sheep, is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens. To him, the doorkeeper opens. And the sheep hear his voice. The doorkeeper opens. And the sheep hear his voice. Who is the doorkeeper? The doorkeeper is the Holy Spirit that's already in the heart of the sheep, the believer. The doorkeeper opens. And when he opens, when the Spirit of God is cooperating with the Lord Jesus, remember Jesus said, he'll take from me and he'll show it to you. So the doorkeeper, the Holy Spirit opens and then the sheep will hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name. So you are known as a sheep of God. God knows you by name. He calls you by name. He will call his own sheep by name and lead them out. Where is he leading you out to? He calls you by name and he's leading you. Every believer has been called by name. If you know Jesus, he knows you and he calls you by name. And you are supposed to follow him. He leads you out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him. I notice, search the scriptures in the New Testament. How many times Jesus used those two words? Follow me. Follow me. It's all over scriptures. If you are a believer, when you hear his voice, you follow. There is something about hearing God's voice. And he is constantly speaking. And he's constantly, notice, he is not Leading from behind. We don't know about that. <laughs> he goes ahead and the sheep follow. And they are listening to him and they follow him. Jesus said to Peter and John, follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. Follow. When you follow, he makes you. Because you are constantly hearing his voice. When you are following close, you hear his voice, and his voice gives you direction and changes your life. When Jesus met uh, Matthew at the tax office, he says, follow me. 
And he followed. That's the way of Jesus. Follow me and I'll make you. He brings out his own sheep. He goes before them and the sheep follow him. For or because they know his voice. They know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. So you are supposed to know as a sheep, you should be able to know when God speaking to you. God speaks to all of his sheep. Constantly, he is speaking to you, and you need to be able to recognize his voice. Now, for us, in, in John chapter 10, verse 16, Jesus saying this, And other sheep I have which are not of this fold. So, not Jewish sheep, but he's talking to us now. Other sheep I have who are not of this fold, them also I will bring. So we have been brought in, and they will hear again, they will hear my voice. So there is a thing about hearing his voice, and when you hear his voice, you follow his voice. Remember what the word Bible says. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word was God. It's his voice that we are following. And you should be able to recognize his voice and be able to differentiate. This is not God speaking. When you're going through a particular circumstance in your life, you have to be able to discern whatever is coming to you. If this is from God or is not from God. If he causes you to be afraid, he's not coming from him. If he causes you to be discouraged, he's not coming from you. If he gives you condemnation and a feeling of less a person than you are, it's not coming from him. But when you hear his voice, you follow him. And as you follow him, he makes you. My sheep hear my voice. Both the sheep of the house of Israel and the Gentiles, when they all come, Jesus said there will be one fold and one shepherd and every one of them hearing his voice. And now when you're around unbelievers and you tell them, God spoke to me, they're looking at God spoke to you? Wow, you must be somebody special. No. But if you are a Christian, you are a sheep, you should hear his voice. That's supposed to be normal. That's normal. That doesn't make you more spiritual than the other person. They just don't know that he's speaking. He is constantly speaking. He is ahead speaking. And sometimes you watch the movie, Jesus is up, they are behind, and he's content. He's teaching. He is constantly speaking. Many Christians are not hearing him because they are not tuned in. There are voices everywhere. You just need to get a radio and tune in and you can hear them speaking. His voice is always there. You can hear him. And he delights to speak to you. Otherwise, he won't say these words. He said he comes in, and when he comes in, he speaks, and the sheep hear his voice. And what they do when they hear his voice, they follow him. Because every time he's speaking, he's going somewhere. And he wants you to follow. He wants you to follow. Everyone can hear his voice. Everyone can hear the voice of Jesus. Don't make it that strange. You can hear God's voice. You were created in his image. You can hear just like Adam. In the beginning, Adam knew when God was around. Adam said, I heard the voice. I heard the voice of the Lord, your voice moving in the garden. I hid myself. Even after his fall, he could still hear God. You can hear God. In Revelation 3 verse 20, he says, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, 
And notice how we keep going back to the voice, right? His voice. Why? Because there are so many voices out there. But there is one voice. And the sheep, if you are a sheep of God, you know that voice. Many times I've heard God in a, just one liner. I've been troubled for days. And I hear just one line from him, a few words, and that's it. There is no need to be concerned anymore because here I have heard his voice. He says very clearly, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, so when you hear his voice, you are supposed to open the door. He's calling you by name. I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. So Jesus will be with you. The strange thing is, I wonder why Christians can hear his voice and wonder if they can hear God's voice. The trees can hear him. Jesus spoke to a tree, right? The tree heard him. The fish, they heard him. When he told Peter, put down your net and catch, every fish around was struggling to get to that net. I got to go first. I got to go first. Get out of my way. I'm going back to that net. You see, the master has spoken. We've got to be caught, okay? Let's go. Get out of my way. They hear his voice. The blind... They heard him. Even deaf ears heard him. When he spoke, those was open. We got to open now. You can hear his voice. Everyone can hear his voice. When you read in the scripture, it's funny. Because in you, the way you hear his voice is not with your earlobes. Not these two stuff attached to your head. Okay? That's not how you hear his voice. He's deep inside your heart. You're born again spirit. When you were born again, the Bible says, a new spirit I'll give to you. Please prize that new born again spirit in you. That's the spirit that was able to receive the Holy Spirit and God empowered your spirit now to hear inside of you. God has made that possible. Not going to, you just need to understand, he'll speak to you. Every time, he'll speak to you. And you'll hear him. We are not in disadvantage because we can't see Jesus in person. He can speak to us. How do we hear his voice? In our spirit. The spirit inside of us. We hear his voice. If you read in, in Revelation, I was sharing that with Michael this morning. Read in Revelation, some of the things you hear, they will astound you. Because in Revelation chapter 1, verse 10, it says, I was in the Spirit. John speaking, I was in the Spirit. On the Lord's day, he was in the Spirit. What does that mean? In my mind, he had figured this was the Lord's day, Sunday, and everybody else would be worshipping. He was alone on the island, so he had his mind fixed in God, and the Spirit of God was, was with him. And so he was in the Spirit, maybe even praying in tongues. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice. I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet. So the voice sounded like what? A trumpet. If, can a trumpet speak to you? The sound of his trumpet, that's just one big sound, right? But he was able to tell what the trumpet voice was saying. He heard it. He sounded like a trumpet saying, the voice sounding like a trumpet is speaking and he heard it. How from his spirit he was able to discern what that trumpet sounding voice was saying to him. He said, I heard it. I am saying I am Alpha and Omega. I thought it was a trumpet that was playing. But he heard the voice. 
Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what you see, write in the book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia. He heard exactly what the Spirit was saying, even though it sounded like a trumpet, and he heard it from behind him. He picked it up in his spirit, and we can pick the same up. In another scripture, the same verse 15 of uh, Revelation chapter 1, it says, he's describing Jesus, as he saw Jesus. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in in a furnace. And his voice, as the sound of what? Many waters. Many waters. And yet, if you read further, he understood exactly what he was saying. You can hear God's voice. You can. Because his spirit is already living inside of you. Why is that important? Let me show you something. You can find out. It's revelation. When God wants to show you a side of himself that you didn't know, he comes to you through words. And when he's through with speaking to you, your life changes. Because now you know a side of God that you never knew before. That's called revelation. And from then, you can never be the same. If you're listening, when God speaks, if he speaks to you concerning a subject, whatever that is, in that area, you can never be in that and it will work. It will work. He just has to speak. Once he gives you revelation about maybe how to pray, oh, after that day, your prayers are going to be answered. No doubt. And you know. And the confidence will be there in your heart. Because you've heard from him. And he has revealed himself to you. God speaks to unveil himself to us. That's what he does. And you can read this in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 21. It says, The Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh. How? By his word. By his word. By the word of the Lord. It says, if you read before this, it says, Samuel did not know the Lord. And so the Lord came and called him, Samuel, Samuel. And he ran to Eli. And he says, for Samuel at that point did not know God. He was serving God. He was in the tabernacle doing all this stuff for God. But he didn't know God. It's only the time that God came and spoke to him. From that day on, Samuel's life was different. Every time you hear his voice, your life's different. Your confidence in him changes. And he tells us about Samuel, from then on, every word that Samuel spoke, God didn't allow it to fall to the ground. That's why when Samuel went to anoint David, they knew Samuel, and they saw, they, you're coming to Bethlehem. Everybody was scared. Something is wrong. Is it peace, Samuel? Is it peace? Are we Okay. He said, yeah, 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 you guys are okay. Oof, that's pretty good. Okay, what are you here for? That's important. But that was not until God revealed himself through his word. How is God revealing himself to us? Through his word. His word became flesh and dwelt among us. It's still the word revealed. So when you pray and you study the word, what God, what you're really looking for is God revealing himself through his word. You can't see God. You can't. But when he speaks to you, instantly things change inside of you. The thing is, when? The truth is, he's constantly speaking. My sheep hear my voice. He said, when the doorkeeper comes, He is going to open the door for you to hear many things. I have so much to speak to you now 
but you can't handle them. You need the doorkeeper. Remember what he said? You need the Holy Spirit. When he is come, come, he will take from mine, he will take from me and reveal it to you. How is he going to reveal it to you? Speak to you in your heart. And you can get the picture in your heart. So let's get ready to expect God. You know, it's good to pray. I pray in tongues a lot. And I was, I was probably yelling in tongues. Maybe if you're around me a lot, <laughs> yelling in tongues. Those of you that come in the morning know that. And sometimes when I want to be real loud, I get away from the crowd. I come in here and make it real loud for myself. It feels good. But many times I have heard God's like, okay, can you be quiet? And you feel that quietness in your spirit. That's the time I'd like to grab my pen because I know he's about to speak. Yeah. And these days, uh, when I was looking for direction in my life, I, I, something tells me this is important. This is not like do this and do that. I got to write it down. I know that. And I can write it down. And I, I've shared, maybe shared this here before when I was in Nigeria. You know, I woke up early in the morning and I can hear in my spirit, I want to speak to you, son. I, yes, sir. Just give me time. Let me get my pen. And I wrote as fast, not even thinking. Just as it comes into my head, writing very fast. As fast as I could. I could care less about the language, the sentence. I was writing everything that was coming. And I was there in Nigeria and God was telling me things happening with Angela. And when I came, that's exactly what I saw. In those days, you can't call by cell phone. I didn't know what was going on. Usually I'm gone. It was a worship center. I'm gone for like a month and a half back there. And if I, someday I go out to try to talk to my wife and couldn't make it because the line was too long. <laughs> Standing by the pay phone, you know, to call. <laughs> I had to leave that. But this is the way God reveals himself to us. Through his word. Through his word. You know why many don't hear God? Why many do not hear God? The answer to that is found in, in uh, Proverbs chapter 4. The verse 20. Chapter 4 verse 20. How much do you love God's word? That's the key. How much do you look to God's word for answer? Is the key. When things are troubling you, what do you do? You pray and you go to the word. The word is the answer. He says, my son... God has no daughters. He's just all, we're all sons. Amen? My son, give attention to my words. Pay attention. I've used this scripture, but this is so important. Attend to my words. Go to the word. If you're troubled, find that word that speaks to your issue. And bury yourself in it. You're feeling the anxiety and the pain and all of that coming. And you don't know exactly what to do. Bury yourself in the world. That's the only place of comfort. Because you don't know how it's going to end. You have no idea how the problem is going to be resolved. Even when you are praying, you're still not sure. But bury yourself in the world. That's what he's saying here. My son, pay attention to my word. Attend to my word. You've been in a restaurant, somebody attending to you, right? They want to make sure everything that you... Yeah, that's what God's saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Pay attention to what I'm saying. Basically, you say to him, God, you're speaking, and I'm listening. Attend, meaning you take, to, you take the word and you act on it. Heed my words. That's what he's saying. Because he's speaking. 
and his words will change your life. Until you act on the word, it won't change your life. The word is already working inside of you to build faith. If you will attain to it, any part of God's word that you don't attend to, you can never attain to what he's saying. There are a lot of times people say the word of faith people. I used to say that the word of faith people just, I don't want to mess with the word of faith people. The word, the whole word is a word of faith. The scripture is a word of faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You can't have faith because doubtful circumstances will come into your life and you can't mount above those things except through the word. And faith is what you need. If you reject faith in any given area, you suffer. Because you have no substance, no faith for it. You got to go back to that same scriptures And begin to look at them. Attend to my words. Incline your ears to my saying. In other words, God speaking and you're wanting, Hey, can you speak a little louder? I want to hear what you're saying. You're leaning to him to hear what God is saying. What are you saying here, God? I don't quite get it. You know, in the disciples, when they didn't understand what Jesus was saying, immediately they said, we don't get what you're saying. He didn't rebuke them for it. Sometimes you read the scripture. They ask a question, and Jesus seems like he's not going to answer the question directly. He goes all over the place and they're saying, please, can you answer the question? And, and then by the time it's through, they got the whole picture. They asked one question, but they give them so much, tying everything together. Now they got it. And at the stage they told them, you don't, you don't need to, we won't ask you any more questions. We know you know what you're talking about. They got it. And Jesus prayed it to his father. They've received what I gave them. I like that to happen to my life. Attend to my words. He's saying. The saints of God are so important. Read in, in uh, uh, Matthew chapter 7, the very end of the chapter. He says, Whosoever hears, whoever hears the saints of mine and practices them, I will liken them to who? A wise man. He's saying, you are attending to his saying and doing what he's saying. You're hearing his voice and acting on what he says. Whether it makes sense to you or not, it doesn't matter. You don't look to what you see with your eyes. It's not what you're hearing from the rest of the world. Let God be true and every man a liar. You stay with what God says. Not what your circumstances is dictating to you. Not what your body is saying to you. Not how you feel. God said it. That's what I'm saying. God, do you have some more to say? I want to know more. So you search the scriptures. Because Jesus said in them, you think you have life. They testify of me. So I need the scripture. I need the word of God. Attain to my saying, do not let them depart from your eyes. I didn't quite understand that. Do not let them depart from your eyes. My question, what does that mean? Read them. Read them. <laughs> I found something. This is a secret here. I, I can quote scriptures. I remember them. But that's different from keeping it before my eyes. So in my prayer time, I have them. I know those scriptures. But I still look at them. Because God said to do it. I don't understand why. But I've got to do it. He knows I can, I can remember them, right? But he still said, before your eyes. Because God knew you will read his word. Amen. So keep those scriptures before your eyes. Something is, being trans something is transpiring when you keep them before your eyes. You can quote them, that's good. But keep them before your eyes. It's, I, I found that I can quote them, but when I start reading, I get something different. Yeah. Because the Spirit speaks to you. That's what God is saying. There is a reason why He wants you to have that. Because He is going to speak from His Word. And, and then when He speaks, speak, you hear His voice. And something changes. Something changes. 
keep them before your eyes. Do not let them depart before, from your eyes. Don't let it. In other words, you can let it, but God says don't allow it. So I'm struggling in this area. I keep reading the same scripture over and over again. I can always memorize, I can always say these scriptures, but I go back and read it. I know we just put that tape on and let it speak. I've tried that. <laughs> Many times I have to rewind it because it's speaking so fast I got to rewind it. But when I read, I stay there. And you stare at the word. There's a reason. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. How are you going to do that? Keep them in the midst of your heart. How are you going to do that? This is what teaching is. The, mo- the best way to do that is keep it, just use all the sense- your senses. Say it. Your ears will hear them. But you're reading them. So your eyes are seeing what you're reading. And you're saying it out loud. And your ears are hearing them. And it, all, with all of those, they go straight into your heart. If you do that often. In my mind, that's the way to keep them within your heart. You just don't quote them. Quoting them is okay. If somebody speaks the word, I can hear it. But I'm speaking it. And I'm reading it right from God's word. And I'm keeping them before my eyes. This is the thing. As you keep doing that, suddenly you can feel God. Because he wants to show you. I read in people like God sits down and says, let me explain that scripture to you. Amen. You've been reading it over and over again. And then God wants to explain it to you. But if there is no hunger to know, he doesn't bother with you. Because you are not attending to his word. You are not attending to his word. You can keep God's word, look at it and walk around, pray and say, God, what does that mean? And go back again. And when God finally speaks, clarity comes. You got revelation and your life is transformed. I like when God gives you revelation in an area where you are so nervous and unsure. When the revelation comes, there's so much confidence inside of you. You're not bothered by it anymore. You understand what he's saying. Listen to what he says. When you are able to do this, and please practice this. It's important. We come to church, but we don't practice this. Try it and see. That's why we listen. Read the word so you hear it from your voice. But your eyes are on it. That's what God says. And this is, this is the result. Because, it says, because they are life. To those who find them. How would you find them? Everybody's reading them. But when you keep them before your eyes, that's when you will really find them. And when you're speaking them out loud, contrary to what you're experiencing in your life, you are actually speaking God's word into your life. Remember what Jesus said. Please get understanding. Jesus said you are clean because of the words. I have spoken to you. That's in scripture. And it's the same word you are speaking over your life. So you can say it and turn it around. And use your name and yourself. No weapon formed against you will prosper. So turn that around. No weapon formed against me will prosper. Amen. But now you are not just reading it. You can be reading it, okay? This is a good lesson. Put it down, read it, but turn it around and put your name there. Because he's talking to you. Make it personal. And say it out loud. And yell it over and over again. Before long, then the Spirit of God, the doorkeeper, says, it's real. And you see the reality. And God speaks to you. They are life to those that find them. Remember John 6, 63, the words that I speak, 
their spirit and their life. And so you speak the same word. It doesn't matter who is speaking the word. You speak the same word. You still speak speaking the spirit and the life. It's eternal. Jesus spoke it and we're repeating what he said. In his name. As if he is the one saying it. And as you say it, he becomes spirit and his life. You know, I witness to people. You witness to people. That's an eternal word. Never dies. They may not receive Christ then, but that seed is there. He'll produce. And if you speak those seeds over your life, it may be a while, but it will come to pass. And you have confidence in them. For they are life to those who find them and medicine. (laughs) And medicine to what? Some of their flesh. All their flesh. All their flesh. And God cannot lie. So I have to tell myself, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. Why? Because Satan wants to mess with your mind. Telling you and showing you circumstances in your situation. That's telling you, there is this, you are in a hopeless situation. But God has promised He says he has promised to bless. He will bless. I have received a commandment to bless. So you have been commanded blessed. It's a commandment. And so you speak that commandment. But your circumstances is speaking something different. But let God be true and every man a liar. Forget what's going on in your head. He's playing games with you. But stay with what God says. And the way to defeat it, I know we put on the old armor of God. Every armor is in the wood. And show me your spear. I like to see it. Where is the shield you're putting on? Nobody can see any shield. It's what you say with your mouth. That's what brings the shield, the invisible shield that is protecting you from everything that the enemy is doing. I thank God, you know, because God is so true. And I ask God so many times for forgiveness for how unbelieving sometimes I can be of his word. Because it's true. I don't see any reason not to trust him. Except that my circumstance is speaking to me, causing me to be afraid. And I've said that the first line of attack for the enemy is fear. And using what is natural right in front of you, staring into your face and telling you this is the way it's going to be. But you got to say, no, no, no. Not if there is a God. If God is, I'm going to get out of this. I don't know how, but somehow I'm going to get out of it. If Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego can get out of fire, I will get out of this. It's the same God, isn't it? When did he change? Is it God that was? Is it not God who is? If he's doing it in his time of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and we rejoice in that, so we now rejoice in the God that was. But I want the God who is. And he is also in the future. That's the God that I want. And if he has spoken, he will make his word good. And I stand in that, will make his word good, because right now, it doesn't feel like it's happening. But he will. If he has spoken, he will make his word good. So I stand in that. That's where the victory is. That's where we are going to be rewarded. Because we are believing God against what we can see right in front of us. We have that giant, Goliath. Against your life. And everybody's saying he's, he's going down. This is finished. He's over. But you're holding on to God. Amen. And you got your sling. And your five smooth stones. Okay. But it only takes one. To flatten that giant. Because of the world. It's medicine. Medicine to all your flesh. I realize that. It's medicine. 
You know, it's so, it's so amazing. For, for years, I buried myself. It was just intrigued. It's a, I was so excited about this. The things about the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. And I, I, but I didn't know how to help people receive the Holy Spirit. I didn't know how to do it. So I, I said, God, now, you gave me all this information, but I, I, I can't help anybody. I don't know how to do this. And he told me, okay, you do it this way. Simple, if you can get them to believe and they act on the word, I feel them. You tell them, join me. That's all I heard. I've never seen anybody do that before because in church they have different ways. But this was given to me by God and I, it, I had no fear who was around. I was going to do it. I was going to experiment on it. And because of that time till today, if I decide, I, if you have 200 people in the, in, in the, right before me, I know what to do to help them all receive the Holy Spirit if they want to. Because of that one time God spoke to me years back ago. Yes. And God's still speaking. He's speaking into your life. He has an assignment for you. Every one of us has an assignment. There is an assignment, something that God wants to do. That's why he's leading you. Where he's leading you, he's not the same place he's leading me. You have your own leading. And he's taking you somewhere and you need to follow. Remember, he said to Peter, that's a clear one. You know, he told Peter, when you were young, you went wherever you wanted. But when you are old, some other person is going to lead you where you don't want to go. And he said, that was how he was showing Peter the way Peter was supposed to glorify the Lord with his death. Peter got it. No fear. Peter wasn't afraid. I got it. And Peter turned around and saw John and said, hey, uh, what about this guy? And Jesus said, if I will for him to remain till I come, what is that to you? Guess what follow? You follow me. Right? That's what he said. Follow thou me. Let me speak King James for you guys, okay? (laughs) Follow thou me. Follow me. He, does that, was he saying, John is not going to follow? John has his own following to do. But you got your assignment, and I have my assignment. I hear his voice. Follow him. Listen to his voice. And he will take you where he wants you to go. Maybe different from another person. His word is medicine. I firmly believe if you stay in the word of God, you know the scriptures on healing. Stay with them. That doesn't mean you're not going to be tempted to be sick. But you will be more well than being sick. You ignore it and speak of everything that God speaks. Or speak against everything that God speaks in this area. You reap what you sow. That's the key. We must always learn what, I mean, consider what you say from your mouth. Especially when it contradicts what God says. The word is medicine. I'm going to close with this. I know I've got time. He says in Mark, I want you to read it and go meditate on it. I may not expand on it very much. But this is a very key scripture. Jesus is talking about take heed what you hear. Okay. He says, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. So everybody has ears to hear. But this is a different kind of hearing. You have to really commit to hearing. Now let me say this. If you're not committing to, committed to hearing God's voice to obey, he's not going to bother speaking to you. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Then he said to them. So after he said that, then he said to them. Take heed what you hear. Take heed what you hear. If you go to another translation, he's saying, do exactly the things you hear. Act on what you hear. Take heed. Pay attention. Take heed to what you hear. Take heed to what you hear. With the same measure you use, 
it will be measured to you. What does that mean? With the same measure, and, and l- listen to this, and so he's talking about hearing, okay? So when we talk about measure, we're thinking about measuring something to put something in. <laughs> he's talking about hearing the word. And he says, With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you and to you who hear. So that tells you he's talking about hearing. Your level of hearing. How closely you tune to what he was saying. When you hear and understand with the same intensity of your study to know what he's saying, then he comes back at you for reward. That's what he's saying. If you pay no attention to it, you get nothing. If you decide, I'm going to dig, I want to know what God's saying, because I want to obey, that's the measure. It's going to be measured back to you. He says, with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. Who is using the measure? That's you. It's up to you. Thank God you're here tonight. It's really up to you. I want to hear what God's saying. That's the measure. Well, I already heard enough. That's another measure. I heard that before. That's another measure. I don't feel like hearing anything today. I just want to listen to music. That's another measure. But if you stay in the word, God's going to transform your life. To you who hear, so to those who hear, more will be given. If you got understanding, God's going to give you more. If you don't care, you won't get nothing. Listen, he's talking about hearing here. And then it says, verse 25, For whoever has, to him more is given. And we're talking about hearing. And basically understanding. If you have no desire to really dig in deep. Remember we sing it, deep calls out to deep. That's the word. If you really don't, just, I just want to hear something. It makes me feel good. No, well, that's good. But you need to really understand what is God saying here. That's a measure. For whoever has, to him more will be given. But whoever does not have, even what he has, will be taken away from him. Have you read something like this before? Matthew 13, chapter 13. Jesus said, everyone who hears the word of God and does not understand it, then comes the evil one to take the word from his heart so he doesn't bear fruit. So even for us Christians, if you don't pay attention and really hold on to the God's word, before long you've forgotten. And before long you're saying something totally different. I think it was Pastor Larry that told me about a friend. I don't know whether to say this here because it's, all, it's recorded. But as soon as you turn, it's different. You start speaking something totally different. It's foreign. The same person. What, was, what they had now is taken from them. And you can speak to them, argue, you're just wasting your time. It's no longer there. All because of how they handled God's word. I'm gonna, next uh, message, I'm going to be talking about why this is important, trying to hear what God says. And you can start, you know, people talk about practicing the presence of God. You heard that before. Well, practice listening to God. When you pray, this is Bible study. Keep, if you can, have a notepad close by you. And as you pray, wait. That's why, be still. And see if God will say something. If he's not saying something, don't let it bother you. Move on. 
But the day is going to come where he's going to say, I have something to say to you. Get your pen quickly. And don't try to put good sentences. Just write. (laughs) Okay? But let me tell you this. When you are through with writing, you will be amazed. How many have tried that before? Can you see? Yeah. You will be amazed where he's spoken to you. And it goes deep inside your heart because you want to hear him. You're putting the pad before you, beside you. He's telling God, I want to hear you, what you have to speak. But also, don't forget, keep the word close by. Because he's not going to tell you anything different from what's in this word. But you may receive a revelation that will help your life and the life of those that God brings into your life in the future, preparing you for your where he's taking you. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. The voice of a stranger, they won't listen to. And they hear a preacher speak, they hear his voice. They hear the voice, they hear the accent, but that's different. They can hear that's his word. The master's word. Amen? And they lock into that. Stand up with me tonight. Every one of you has an assignment. Amen? You do have an assignment, brother. You have one. Every one of us has one. And, and please don't put yourself down. God created you. He knows, he knows everything about you. The good and the bad. And the ugly. Whatever you've done, he loves you still. And still wants to use you. The badder, can I use that word? The badder you were, the gooder he wants to make you. <laughs> so that, <laughs> okay? So that people can see what he has done. And then they give him glory. Amen? Would you lift your hands up to the Lord tonight? And just thank him. Telling God, I heard your word. I'm ready to listen. I'm ready to listen. I will go into your word. I know I'm not rejected. He loves you. Those words are encouraging. I'm going to tell you this. Some of the words that God wrote, I spoke to me and I wrote them down. Whenever discouragement comes and Satan is ministering to my head, I call Satan, please, can I read what God said to me, to you, please? And that takes care of the problem. Amen? Because he knows that's from God. Amen? Father, we want to thank you tonight for your love and for your goodness to us. We love you, Jesus. We love you. Thank you that you inhabit the praises of your people. And tonight we praise you for everything that you've spoken to us from your word. And we receive with gladness of heart. Make your words true to us. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen.